Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. on top of things. Thank God for a good worship team. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. Turn your Bibles over to the book of Acts chapter 4. And uh, I don't know about you, but it's good to be uh, among the living. Especially when you know what you got inside. You're not dead inside, you're alive inside. And when you realize that you're alive inside, means that you can do all things through Christ which strengthens you daily. So put on your boxing gloves and let's get to work. Let's get to fighting. We come to church to get recharged, get our batteries back where we belong, get our spirit back into order sometimes because we go through a lot in the world. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And that is the truth. So welcome if you're here for the very first time. Put your safety belt on because we're headed for a ride. It's good to be alive. I was praying this morning there and uh, all of a sudden I just started weeping because I could hear everybody praying. And uh, we started this 25 years ago, constantly hitting the altar. And to see all the people that were here praying, just bless me. Just bless me, because started remembering how we started in the small things. And now the Lord is increasing the prayer warriors. We need a lot of prayer warriors. People that really know Jesus, people that really can get a hold of God and accomplish what God has for you. It's always good to be a praying man. Especially men that are crazy. Need some crazy people to pray. And the ladies, they don't stay too behind. They're usually ahead of us. Not, I'm not calling the ladies crazy, but crazy in the Holy Ghost, okay? In the Spirit of God. Book of Acts, verse 31 of chapter 4. And when they had prayed, and the place was shaken, they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spake, spoke the word of God with boldness. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart, one soul. Neither said any of them that ought of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and the great grace was upon them. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands, houses, sold them and brought the price of the things that were sold. And it goes on that it laid it right there at the apostles' feet. Heavenly Father, 
I just want to thank you for this time of glory. I want to thank you for this spirit that's already here that is so beautiful. And we want to say humbly, we welcome you into this house with a humble, humble heart. And Lord, just full of gladness that we can walk and come to church. And we can just be filled together with a special anointing this morning. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And I just lost my sermon. Hallelujah. Rudy, where are you? Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Where art thou? Come on, brother. Now I'm asking Rudy. He stashed it for me, so. <clears throat> That's what I'm asking Rudy. That's all right, then. I can preach without notes. I'm pretty good. <laughs> I, I want to minister a little bit on the power of prayer. On the power of prayer. And the Bible says that when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled. These are a type of people that were nobodies. There were people that God chose out of the whole neighborhood. And people that were just chosen from God and placed, placed into the church so that they could accomplish what God wanted them to accomplish. And you and I are here this morning, not by accident. We are here because God placed you here, because God wants you here, and because God is training you here. And you have to learn more about the power of God. You see, the power of God has a, a presence. He's a person. He's got a will, he's got a mind, and he's got emotions. And he lives within you. And to live out the Christian life, you need the presence of the Holy Spirit. You need the person to live right inside of you. You see, I could never live the Christian life if it had not been for Jesus. I could never live the presence, uh, uh, live in Christ Jesus if somebody had never told me about God. But it was a crazy dolphin that told me about Jesus. It was a crazy man that was serving Jesus. A guy that well, I knew was crazy. And all of a sudden, he knew about Jesus and he was standing strong. He was not going back to the world. He was just standing strong. As a matter of fact, he died being strong. And I said, that's the type of life I want to live. And, and also be able to project what Jesus is all about. Because God has the power to make you stand. You might be here this morning and you might have difficulties in little areas and little testings and maybe you fail. You need to get yourself right out of there, place your feet upon the rock again and say to Jesus, here I am again. Because every time you fail, you realize how weak you are. And how much more you need God. There's nothing wrong with failing. Failing begins to expose who you are so that you can accomplish to be better. That's why God allows failure to take place in your life. We also need the power of God so that we can conquer the enemy. The enemy has always, since I was young, he was always visiting me. The only thing is that I didn't know how to deal with the enemy. I know who I was, but I didn't know who God was. And when you start understanding that God is such a powerful God, you understand that you have power over the wicked one. In other words, you can rebuke the devil when he comes to visit you. When he comes late at night, you can get up and speak in tongues and tell the devil, come on, get out of my house. You don't belong in this place. 
And when you get, get that anger inside like little David had against that giant, he says, I don't care who you come with and what name you come with. I know that this God I serve is able to take you down. And I believe we got a lot of little Davids here that are anointed. We got a lot of Marys here that are anointed by the power of God. We need the presence of God. But not only do we need power to do that, we need power to reach the world. When we reach the world, that means that the church becomes the Bible school. The church becomes everything to everybody. That's why we got good men here, good ladies that we've been training and training and training. Why? Because we want to reach the world. Because we can send somebody somewhere around the world and do something for Jesus. The minute God speaks to them, I have a nation in my heart. I have a city in my heart. I have a country in my heart. And I want to reach that country. And when you say it with your mouth, then God said, okay, I'm going to equip you. And I'm going to give you the power to step into strong land and take it over that's what we need and here's the thing is that the power is always available it's just like my iron i always have to plug it in when i plug it in then i can get a little spray and spray my shirts and iron them out some of you sisters have dresses and they're longer hallelujah they look like curtains but they thank god thank god we got an iron can somebody say amen I don't want to get into all that, hallelujah. But we, we need this power so we could reach the world. Simple people, like the fishermen, Peter, James, and John, they were simple individuals that were just fishing to live. And yet when Jesus passed by and called them, they came right out. They might have known, not known everything, but they knew that Jesus was something different in their lives. And that's the way it is with us. God called us, even when we didn't know it, but something inside of it, we felt something inside that we needed Jesus, and we came and found Jesus, and now God starts preparing you. He doesn't make weak people. He makes strong people. He doesn't make cowards. He makes people that are bold as lions. He, do, he doesn't have peewee hermans. He got giants. Amen. He's got people that really love God and want to do something for God. And that's the kind of power that is available to us. You sit here, you listen, but you're being empowered. You're being empowered by the presence of God. And then there's the promises of God. The promises of the great commission that God has for us. And this is found in the book of Matthew chapter 28 verse 18. Listen to these words. And Jesus came and spake unto them saying all power is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore, teach all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always into the end, unto the end. So here Jesus is saying, here I am. God's given me the power, and I give you the authority. Come on, say with me, I got some authority inside of me. Say it again, I got authority inside of me. Again, say it again, I got authority. That means, brother, when you have authority, you're like grandma. Grandma grandma will put you in her place in a hot second. Why? Because grandma has been around for a long time. She will teach you something. It's the same way Jesus said, I got all power in heaven and on earth. All of it. I have it all in it, and I'm giving it to you. 
I'm giving it to you so that you can go through every nation, every city, wherever you go, baptizing people in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And behold, I am with you always, always, always. So you're not empty, you're full. You're not empty, you're full. And if you're full, you're running over. Running over with what? Running over with power. Power. That means that when you step into a place, that devil doesn't like it because he can smell you. You got a different spirit altogether and you're going to cause things to change. And when they change, uh, miracles begin to happen because you're uh, full of the power of God. That authority lies inside of you. Tell your neighbor you're not a cheaper individual. You're full of gold. Hallelujah. You're full of gold, full of the power of God. That, that's why I like to get up in the morning. And when I get up in the morning, you gave me one more morning, one more morning. I'm alive so that I can defeat the devil, so I can conquer whatever comes my way. I am a strong individual. I am not weak. I am strong because I have authority inside of me. I have the promises of God inside of me. Sometimes it takes a little time to develop you. But by the time God is done with you, all of a sudden you are totally different. And I want to say to the ladies, you can preach too. God's given you a voice. If he didn't want to preach, if he didn't want to see you preach, you would have never talked. You're not just an authority person, you're a Holy Ghost authority. That's what makes a difference inside of your house. That's what your kids respect is a lady that is born again, that loves God, that the kids can come back to you and they can hide underneath your wings and you can receive counsel because you're a godly woman. Godly woman, hallelujah. And if you just came back from the world, welcome. We all take our little vacations. Nobody likes to cop out to that, but... I've seen a lot of you do it. But that doesn't mean that that message that you're, you're no good. That means that you're going to learn and you're coming back to the nest where you belong. That's what it means. So you got authority and you got promises that you're full of power inside of you. Look at the Apostle Paul, what he wrote to the Philippians, chapter 3, verse 10, that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. He was saying, I've learned how to suffer. I've learned how to be comfortable. I've learned how to be mistreated. But I found out my relationship with God is so beautiful that I can go through anything that I have to go through. Come on. God's making some good warriors in the house of God. God's making some good Marys in the house of God. And I believe God God is stirring this church to accomplish what it needs to accomplish. We're just not an ordinary house. We're a house of fire, a house of power, a house of glory where God wants to move. He wants to do great things for us. For you, great things for you. See, the early church also knew this, and he said these words in the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 6. And when they had found them not, they drew Jason, certain brothers, unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down have come hither. 
Yeah. These people were turning the world upside down. Why? Because they, got a, they had a message. The rest left, but they came after Jason and his friends. And he says, these are them. The world identified them. These are them that have turned the world upside down. I want to say that I hope that living word lives up to the expectations that God wants them to do. To turn the world upside down. Why? Because we need revival in our nation. I told our guys we need to reach the United States. We might have a lot of churches everywhere, but we don't have Holy Ghost churches. What we need is Holy Ghost churches that will demonstrate to the neighborhoods, that will demonstrate to the poor that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. God wants to stir his church. God wants to set some fire down. God wants to accomplish what he wants to accomplish because he wants to use us. Come on, give him a good clap up in it. Hallelujah. Woo. I'm coming. Hallelujah. We need the power to pray. Not only do we need the power to evangelize and to witness, but we need the power to pray. Because when we pray, things begin to take place. Some people expect everything to happen at once. Let me tell you something. Sometimes it's at once. Sometimes it's very slow because God's teaching us patience of how to endure things and just be calm because they're coming our way. And those things come sometimes with a little shaking. A shaking of our minds, of our souls, and our hearts, and our spirits. Sometimes we shake because we think that nothing's going to happen. But it's happening already. If you're in pursuit and prayer, you are already moving the hand of God. Listen to verse 31 of the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all full of the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. There is something about the Holy Spirit when he gives you power, he gives you power also to remember the word of God. You might have been burned out in your brain, but I'll tell you something. The Holy Spirit has no burnout. The Holy Spirit, once he gets into your brain, you're going to memorize Scripture. Scripture is going to flow out of your lips. And even when you think you're not picking it up, all of a sudden, when that glory comes upon you, you start speaking the Word of God. And you even say, where on earth did that come from? It came because you were reading it. It came because you were praying it. It came because that life is inside of you comes by prayer. Turn around and tell your neighbor, I know you're a praying machine. Are you a praying machine? Somebody give me a loud amen if you're a praying machine. Yeah. Because it's prayer that's going to shake the earth. It is the people that are filled with God and filled with the Holy Ghost that are going to accomplish great things. And he makes it clear, power comes through prayer. Say it with me, power comes through prayer. Say it again, prayer comes through power, comes through prayer. (laughs) Hallelujah, I'm drunk already. Yeah, I'm coming. In the book of Luke, chapter, one, chapter 11, verse 1, it says, And it came to pass 
that as they, that he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So there is a, there is a link in linking with somebody else to pray. Find somebody that knows how to pray. Let me give you the secret. Find that one that knows how to pray. If they don't pray, stay away from them. Because they will lead you astray. Because they're weak. But when they're praying, link up to them. Because when you link to them, then the impartation of prayer will come upon your life. It's like Brother Cal. He used to get up early in the morning. And when I was taking him to San Quentin in my van, this man would get up at 5 in the morning and pray. Every single day he was up early to pray. And I was still snoring in the van. And one day I said to myself, I want to see what, what uh, Cal is doing. And I woke up and I went outside and I went looking for him in the woods. But I could hear him pray. I could hear him speaking in tongues. And it was loud. And when I went up to him and when I crossed a certain line, I crossed a certain line, all of a sudden it hit me. And I started praying. And I started speaking in tongues. And I started moving with him in circles and, and straight and circles and rebuking all kinds of stuff. And the atmosphere began to change. Listen to me. When you hang around with somebody that learns how to pray, the atmosphere begins to change. It could be depressing. It could be tormented. But when the people of God start praying, they start breaking the powers of the enemy, the powers of the air, the supernatural glory begins to descend upon us because we are people of prayer. Come on, somebody. We are people that break the yoke. We are the people that rebuke the devil. We're the people that go when they tell us not to go. We do the impossible because we are the children of the living God. We're fired up. Linking up to somebody that knows how to pray. Get drunk. You know how you guys were in social drinkles, drinkers? You are not little drug addicts. You know, some of you are good at two shoes, and I understand that. That's good. But you got to, all of us, all three sections got to get loaded in the Holy Ghost. I mean, we got to get wild. When we pray, asking God for the impossible. When we pray, then God will make sure that He provides everything. When I prayed, he has always given me what I've wanted. But it's cost me to be obedient. It cost me to press through. It cost me to fast. It cost me to things that I didn't do. But every time I prayed, God heard it. I'll never forget our first church that they know donated to us. The Baptist people, we were praying. We fasted for six months. Six months we fasted. And we were constantly praying, six months of fasting. And then I received a call after the fast. And the phone rang. He says, are you Reuben Rain? I said, yes, I am, sir. He says, I have a church over here in Monterey Park, and I want to give it to you. I want to donate it. I am the last board member of this church. And I told Stella, uh, can you take this phone? Because see if I'm listening well. And she took the phone and says, who's this? And he mentioned, he says, 
I want to give you this church. I said, yeah, you're hearing it. I said, well, make an appointment with him so we can meet up. And we went and meet up, and he showed us the whole church. And he says, here is the note. This belongs to you now. Completely paid for. In Monterey Park, we had revival. So amazing. So amazing. And now here we are here. And a long time ago now, now another 50 years. And here we are on a piece of land that God gave us again. And it's all paid for. Why? Because there is a price to be paid. Prayer begins to bring things that God wants you to have. Prayer begins to be, give birth to things that you thought you lost. Prayer begins to give, bring you power to bring your people that are not saved into the kingdom of God. Come on, we need to link up. Say it with me. I need to link up to a person that prays. Stay away from the dead people. Because they'll bury you to death. But if they're full of life, they'll resurrect you. All of a sudden, you'll say, man, I found me some good stuff. I've got me the Holy Ghost. I've got me a breakthrough. I've got everything that I needed. And that's all I want. Woo! Oh, yeah. I'm coming. Hallelujah. Yeah, we're good at organizing. We're good at doctrine and teaching. We've got all the technology that we need. But we're illiterate when it comes to prayer. Some of us got springs in our knees. I prayed. You did. Now, I don't mean that you have to kneel down all the time. I, I think a person can walk and pray. I, I think the person can run and pray. I, I think a person can kneel down and pray. But as long as we're praying and linking to the Lord, believe God for the impossible. Believe God for the impossible. There's nothing that God can't do with an individual that surrenders. When you read about all the men of God, they weren't the, 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 the top line. Some of them were, and some of them were the low line. But either way, God wasn't prejudiced when he touches a man and gives him a spirit of prayer. They go beyond the call of duty. So prayer brings a boldness to you. You know, some of you are shy. I just said some of you are shy. Not all of you. But the shy ones, the ones that nobody notices, the ones that you think ain't got nothing, those are the ones that are, to me, are very special people. Because they don't boast about themselves. They don't have a big ego. They're just working. They're just working. They're just accomplishing. And pretty soon people notice them because they're just accomplishment. They're accomplishing everything that God wants them to accomplish. And they're very simple individuals. But they know their God. And they run around like a bold lion all over the place. Why? Because the power of the Holy Spirit is all over them. All over them. Oh, I love the grandmas I like to pray. I like the grandmas that stick with me and say, Pastor, we got your back. I love them. The older people, I got your back, Pastor. I'm taking care of you. I'm surrounding you. I love those old people because, man, they're good people. They're not going to backslide. And if they backslide, maybe they tripped over something. But that's about it. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a clap offering. <clears throat> Woo. 
So prayer brings boldness. Boldness. Boldness inside of you. You guys were, some of you were real bold when it came to dark things. You were the pusher of the neighborhood. You were pushing things that everybody knew you were pushing and you said, don't tell nobody and everybody knew where you lived. (laughs) But how much more now in the things of God where you can be bold? Some of you cute little ladies, you know, young little ladies, you need to learn how to be bold in Christ Jesus. Because there's a generation that we got to reach and God's put that generation right in front of you so that you can reach them, so that you can touch them. You know all that crazy life, you know all that dancing life, you know all that stuff. But now that you're saved, let me tell you something, you are beautiful. Now you're more beautiful than ever and you need to latch on to that generation. I'm going to win me some souls. I'm going to break the yoke of my generation. I'm going to bring some young people, young people that will break the yoke, young people that will stand up bold and speak the word of God because I am bold. You produce who you are, not what you say you are. You produce it. Why? Because you are full of prayer and boldness on the inside. The last thing that you need is that you need the, the power to power up in love. In love. I'm not talking that sloppy, agape love. I'm talking about that love that God brings to your heart. Genuine love. Love that when you see somebody that is in need, you go up to them and meet that need. When you see somebody that is hurting, you go up to them and pray for them. When you see that love that compasses all things and you all of a sudden you just want to be next to them and take care of them and love them and protect them. When you have that type of love, you can do anything. That's what people like. They don't like a machine. They like people that love them. People that care for them. That's why we have the homes. The homes because we care for them. Not because they're, they're doing anything. We just care for them. The reason why I'm here is because of one of those homes. I would have never made it. Never made it. <clears throat> I remember being in that home, the first home that Sonny Arkansas had. The first one. I was on the third floor. I was a young man, 20-something years old. And they put me up with Hank. And I, Hank was from Pico Rivera. I said, well, what are you doing here? He, says, I'm, uh, he tells me, I'm finding Jesus here. And he says, you need Jesus, Ruben. They call me Porky. Porky, you need Jesus. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. The Jesus. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you about that later. Uh, I let it out. So, so he tells me, you need Jesus. So I was tired. I fell asleep. And then it came at 6 o'clock. They woke me up. Come on, we're going downstairs for prayer. Downstairs for prayer. There's 75 guys. I was going downstairs, I was all sleepy. And Hank, come on, come on, come on, we're going to pray. They made a big circle around like this. And they started praying. And I, I said, man, these guys are crazy. <laughs> closed my eye, opened up one, and looked around and closed it again. And they were praying, and they were lifting up their hands, and they were holding my hands, so my hands to go up. And then on the back door, there was a lady that walked in. I didn't know who she was, but I found out that she was a missionary from Mexico. 
She kicked the door down, boom, walked in with this authority in her voice, authority, and everybody kept quiet. And she was bold as a lion. And she started speaking, behold, the Lamb of God that cometh, uh, comes to save this, the sins of this world. And, and she started at it and started. I don't remember. That's all I remember. And then she started laying hands on people. And as she laid hands on people, they started going down. Boom. 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 Man, they're going on the other side. Boom. 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 I'm the last one. I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm going, what the heck is going on? <laughs> Hank went down, everybody went down, and she says, what's your name? I said, Reuben. He says, God wants to use you. She laid my hands, lays her hands on me, and I fell to the sofa. And then I popped out on a karate stand. <laughs> a woman pushed you down. That's what, that was the thought. And she came back to me and says, what's your name? Reuben. He says, you know what, Reuben? I want to tell you something. God has called you. God wants you in his army. Say this prayer with me. And I said it, the sinner's prayer. And all of a sudden, I started crying like a little baby. It says, lift up your hands towards heaven. I lift them up. And all of a sudden, she disappeared. And all of a sudden, this heart from heaven comes. It's flying, flying, burning. It's burning. It's a heart of fire. And it hit me. Boom. And I was, oh, all this evilness, all this darkness came out of my life. And I started weeping like a little baby. I never knew that Jesus was alive. Hallelujah. Never forgot that day that it was so powerful that I started speaking in tongues. Nobody laid their hands on me. I just started speaking in tongues, speaking loud, loud. I didn't care. And crying at the same time, loud, and I don't care. And man, I was like a different person. I walked out of that home. I listened to the birds. And man, for the first time, I could hear them singing. And I said, oh, this is real. I called Stella, hey, Stella, man, I got saved, Stella. Oh, you're probably high on that LSD again. <laughs> I said, okay, forget it. Forget it. I'm going to serve God whether you like it or not. I'm just, I ain't moving from this place. She came to church to check it out to see if I had a girlfriend. And she told the home director, can I sit with my husband? He said, yeah, go ahead. And I'm lifting up my hands and, and all this. I'm having a great time. And she said, and then she started, you hypocrite, look at you. You hypocrite lifting up your hands. What a fool you looking like. Man, she started picking on me. And then she started, a lot of evil stuff, you know. And I said, Lord, I'm about to knock her out right now. I said, would you kindly, Father, just put a wall right here between us? And he put a wall, and all I could hear was, beep, beep, beep. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being so good. And then she got saved. I said, hallelujah. I don't care how damaged you are. I don't care what you've been through. I just know we serve a God that is able to resurrect the dead and bring you to life again and cause the newness of God to come into us. Hallelujah. Come on, give him a shout for Jesus. Never the same. Never the same. Never the same. It is amazing what God can do to a person. Fifty years have passed by. Hallelujah. 
Fifty-something years have passed by. I'm still here. And I decided when she passed away, I'm going to give the devil hell. That's what I said to myself. Too legit to go down. I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to do what God called me to do. Whether the devil likes it or not, I will stand and get rid of the cowardness and go. Go. Forgiveness breaks the barriers. Forgiveness breaks the barriers. I've had to forgive people that they did evil to me. And I had to tell them, hey, I don't hate you. I love you. I love you. And thanks, thanks for all the evil you've done because it's made me a better man. That's what it does when you have a good attitude. And you start loving brothers and sisters that you can't love. How many here have ever had somebody you just didn't fit with? And God tells you, I want you to love that creature. And I want you to forgive them. And then if you have to let it go, you let it go. But you just forgive. Then you learn how to care for people. That people are the most valuous thing that lives on the earth. Not things, people. Jesus died for people. Jesus died for people that wouldn't be liked. He still died for him. And that's the God that we serve because he cares. Love produces pa passion, passion for a lost community. Some of you live around people that you could always reach. They love you. They've been studying you. How come he goes early to church? How come he's, how come he's going? They must have brainwashed them and let them think whatever they want. But as long as you're kind and loving to them, they'll come to the Lord. He also enables you to get up to do things that are different. Mm -hmm. I remember meeting up with Pastor Mitchell and I went to, I went to his conferences. And when I walked in, me and Stella, I said, man, I feel weird here. There's too many white people here. <laughs> you know what God said to me? Your prejudice. But you need to get rid of that prejudice right now because these people are kind, they're loving, they want you to do something, and they want to help you. And I had to rebuke that spirit of prejudice because it breaks down every relationship that you want to have because you're prejudiced. God, don't want, God died for the whole world. He's not prejudiced. He's not prejudiced. He loves every single individual because he makes you different. And I hung around with these guys, top guys, educated guys. I wasn't an educated guy, but I started learning. They started teaching me. They started grooming me just because I got rid of my prejudice and made me into a better man. Sometimes you, the things you think are going to make you worse are the things that make you better. Amen. So you're either going to be better or you're going to get bitter. And the only difference between those two words is the I, I, I. <laughs> Get rid of the I that destroys you every time. One of the marks of people that love God is passion. Passion for people. I like to hang around with the one that nobody likes to hang around with. I pick one. Come on, you ugly guy. 
I'm talking about spirit. Come on, we're going to change that spirit. We're going to change that spirit. Because if God did it for me, he could do it for anybody. I want to change that spirit so that you become better for Christ Jesus. So that you can impact your community. So they used to call you Chango, and now I call you Gorilla. For Jesus. Gives you power to witness the last thing. And with great power, the verse says, Acts Chapter 4, verse 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And great grace was upon them. So God gives you power to witness. That's why I'm going to get back to the streets again. I've been going, but I'm going to do it more. You know why? As we see the days approaching. We got to tell more people about Jesus than ever, than ever, because great power will come upon us. We stood there in Montebello not too long ago preaching in the streets, and it was the most beautiful thing. There was a, a store of witchcraft that they had just put across the street. And man, I felt like all the, everything stopped, and God was just speaking to them. I know that one of these days we're going to hear from them that the Lord did a work inside of them. Why? Because the power of witnessing, the power of words, will change a person's life. I don't care who you are, you might be the weakest person, but God will take the weakest person and make you into a giant trophy. A giant trophy. And he'll show you off. Off. I don't know about you, in these last days, I want to do more. I want to die with an honor. That crazy guy was crazy. But there'll be other crazies like me. Worst, worse than me. But we have the power to witness to people. Are you ready? Are you really ready to accomplish what God wants you to accomplish? So we need prayer. We need love. We need to witness. We need to witness. Don't hold the treasure that you have inside of you. Don't hold it back. Speak it out. Live it out. Make an impact by your example. I don't care if you got a lowrider and you're saying, Jesus, hey, thank you, Jesus. I don't care if you got a four-wheeler talking about Jesus, I'm fine. I don't care if you have a oku garacha, it's fine. As long as you're talking about Jesus, it doesn't matter what you have. It's what's running the car that matters. So we need the basic things. We need prayer. We need love. And we need to witness. I want you to stand to your feet before we have communion. And I want you to lift up your hands. The Bible says lift up holy hands. One without wrath and one without doubt.